to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Deidre Shen, founder and CEO of Capshow, software that helps entrepreneurs turn their stories into content that converts. Now, we believe that every entrepreneur who has had to overcome their own internal struggles is remarkable. And it is this exact remarkability that needs to be shared so that they can positively impact the world. So stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest in 20 or 25 minutes. So let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I am joined by someone so super cool, Sylvia Myers. Welcome. Now, let me tell you a little bit about how Sylvia and I met. Uh, We met in a mastermind in Mexico, and um, as soon, I think there was a question that was asked to the room and it was like, who've traveled the furthest? And uh, it was so funny because, you know, there were a few people from Australia, you know, uh, that stood up and, you know, obviously I traveled from Sydney and Australia, et cetera. But uh, Sylvia and her husband, Kristen, their answer was actually, they traveled all the way from South Sydney, which, and I knew that we had to become friends as soon as I heard that. So (laughs) welcome Sylvia to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast Show. Thank you. Thanks, Deidre. So, so great to uh, to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, it was really funny, but you know, that, that was kind of the competitive side of us, right? We were like, okay, there are Aussies here. Like, what, what do we need to do to win this competition, right? So, and it was actually Chris's idea. He was like, South Sydney, South Sydney. Nobody can beat that. Um, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> and we didn't expect so many Australians to be there, to be honest with you. There were a lot of Aussies. There were, for sure. Um, so, yeah, no, it, was, it felt like a little bit of, of home. I haven't been back to Australia in almost three years now. It's crazy. Um, so it was good to hear some familiar accents around. <laughs> um, but, okay, so but we're not here to talk about that. We are here to talk about you and specifically about Traffic Ninjas. Um, again, so exciting, so excited about this. But So I want you to first tell us what it is that you do because you do something so cool with Traffic Ninjas. And then we're going to take, you're going to take us all the way back to the beginning of the journey. So first off, what is Traffic Ninjas and what do you do? Uh, great question. Yeah. So essentially what we do as Traffic Ninjas, we help e-commerce store owners essentially to get more traffic in the ninja way, right? So it's all about how can I, as a small business owner who is most probably flying solo and it has a limited budget, how can I get it the ninja way and literally, you know, not do what all of the big crowds do and the big companies and spending the big budgets and, you know, doing the hard way, but how can I get more high quality traffic in a ninja underground way and convert the traffic to sales because that's what it's all about, right? That's what us entrepreneurs want. And particularly if you're in e-commerce, if you've got a Shopify store, a WooCommerce store, Squarespace, whatever you're running um, your store on. And, um, you know, lots of our lots of our students are entrepreneurs who are product makers who are so passionate about their products and they want these products to, to go to the world. You know, they um, don't sell cheap stuff from China that's trendy just for the sake of it. You know, these these people are like real brand builders. Um, but as a result, you know, their heart and mind is with the product and with the business and with the brand. Yeah. Um, and so we essentially help them get that highly converting traffic through that ninja underground way and convert it to sales. 
Yes, I love it. It's so cool what you guys are doing. Um, and as someone who used to also be in the e-commerce space, I 100% stand behind what Sylvia and Kristen are trying to do because the way that they're thinking about it, the way that they're approaching it is just so, um, I don't want to say like makes sense because that sounds so not like important enough, but it's just like it, it takes all the best of everything that we learn in digital marketing, especially around leveraging and relying on data um, that I just cannot sing your praises enough. Um, I love it. Okay. So, but <laughs> that's beside the point. I'm not here to, to, uh, to, you know, I, I'm not getting paid for this, by the way, everyone who's, anyone who's listening to this. Um, <laughs> so take us back to the very beginning. Cause I want to hear about, I know that you had, um, you were working corporate and there was probably a moment when you decided to make a shift, but talk, take us back all the way to the beginning. Sure. So yeah, I was, I you know, having a good corporate career with a good steady paycheck, you know, climbing the ladder and, you know, seeing, seeing the position I once want to be in. And then at some point, you know, I was like, I just can't do this anymore. I just can't do this anymore. And I came home one day and um, I told Kristen, my husband, you know, back then, my boyfriend, I was like, I did it. And he's like, you did what? I said, I quit. I quit my job. And he's like, oh my God, no, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I said, I don't know yet. Don't worry, honey. I'll figure it out. Um, And so essentially that's why I started my business. You know, I started my business to be free Mm -hmm. and I started my business to be free, not just from the nine to five, but creatively free, you know, like to actually like, have your ideas and also see your ideas through because often in these corporate jobs, like, you know, from the outside, it seems like, oh yeah, we're all wearing suits and it's so like cool and whatever. And you get your, you know, your, your money and it's really good. But at some point, like you become brain dead, you know, because it's like every single quarter and year, it's the same. And we've got the targets and blah, blah, blah. And we're going to be the best, whatever. And at the end of the day, you like come up with a new idea and it's like, oh, but it's not in the corporate plan. Yes. And so, you know, it wasn't just the free from nine to five and free to take leave and free for to work from the beach or wherever I wanted to from or, you know, to work in shorts. Like right now I'm wearing shorts um, <laughs> and, a, and a, you know, short shirts, but to also have that creativity and be able to actually use my brain because yes. I did feel, you know, at the end of that corporate career, I just felt like I'm just not growing anywhere. Like this is not fulfilling for me. And so, you know, I started my business and I thought this is going to be it. Like I'm going to be free. You know, how hard can it be? Like I, I was like, thank God I had that belief, but I just believed in myself at the time thinking like, well, I'm smart, you know, I'm driven. I've experienced hardship. I can live out of little money. I've experienced all of that before. Like how hard can this be? Right. Well, turns out it was pretty effing hard. <laughs> uh, you know, like six months down the track, I was like, I don't know what I was doing. Like six months down the track, you know, there was like nothing, nothing. Like not so just you- nothing, <laughs> not just that nothing happened, but there was like not one sale, like nothing. Right. Okay. Know? So I just because I, I I'm so so curious about this. Okay, so you're working corporate, and just um very quickly, like what kind of role was it? Is it were, were you in marketing? Were you like what what was your role in corporate? Yeah, so I used to do like marketing consulting. So I did lots of like management consulting. So I did lots of like uh, consulting the you know top management and consulting marketing. 
So I felt like I knew all about digital market, digital marketing. Do you know what I mean? Like I thought I knew all about structures and digital marketing and the latest techniques and, you know, everything you need to know. I've worked with CEOs where I was advising them on, um, you know, new marketing things and restructures and, and customer experience and, you know, yeah. digital transformation and all of these like. All the buzzwords, throw all the buzzwords out <laughs> You know, and in corporate, we just like use these big words like. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I got this, right? Like I'm smart. I work with these top CEOs, you know, I've worked That's with the e-commerce Yes. Um, you know, with a publicly, like I consulting publicly listed companies, uh, you know, saw the share prices like rise while I was there by, you know, crazy amounts of money. So I was like, well, how hard can this be? Right. I got it. Like, yeah. like e-commerce, digital marketing, like it's my thing. I can just do this. Right. Yeah. And so I, I that started. Was your, that was your idea yeah, as well. Like you quit and you were like in your head, you were like, yeah, I'm going to now help e-commerce businesses because I, I, I know how to do this, right? That was that was what you were thinking. Yes, at the time. Okay. It was the, and the thinking was to do to do both. I was like, well, I can do this myself, um, but I've always been really, really passionate about helping and consulting others, and that was also that was the part of my job that I always that I've always loved. Okay. You know, like coming up with a new solution, helping somebody, you know, uh, thrive. So, so that was kind of my idea. Like I've been helping all of these large e-commerce entrepreneurs turn around ridiculous amounts of money, you know, ridiculous amounts of money. So why am I doing this for big companies where at the end you get a good paycheck, but you don't necessarily feel like you're doing, you know, a service, service yeah. for the world. So I was like, let me just let me just go and help all of these small businesses, you know, that are starting out, that are you know product makers that that have have something that the world really needs and wants, and to essentially help the underdog, right? That was kind of the whole idea. Like, let's go and help the underdog, while I was the underdog. Uh, <laughs> and, okay, so six months into starting your business, and we're at yeah. Fat zeros, big fat zeros. Big and it's not just that it was a big fat zero. It's not just that nothing happened and not one sale. It's just that I was in minus, you know, 30 grand suddenly down the drain. Because, you know, it's great that I believed in myself, but somehow I believed in myself a little bit too much, you know. And so all of these like advertisements and you know, landing pages and funnels and, uh, you know, and that, and I, um, obviously, um, tried some e-commerce myself, right. Uh, selling products myself so that I understand how it all works so that I'm not just a consultant and, uh, yeah, it's just, it just wasn't working. It just wasn't working. And it was like 30 grand in minus and, you know, and not that like people around me were helping, you know, because all of your friends are in the corporate world. And so you meet up with them again in some crazy expensive restaurant, you know, in Sydney, like it's crazy mm -hmm. expensive. And then suddenly you like can't afford it. You're like, oh, can we just go to the cheap tapless next door? Like, <laughs> oh, because I just really feel like, you know, fat tight tonight. Um, so, you know, so you like meet up with your old crowd and they're like, oh, Sylvia, how is your, how is your business going? you're a millionaire yet, you know, and it's just like, ah, oh, pierces you right in your heart, you know? 
And then my father, he was like panicking, you know, he was like, Sylvia, Sylvia, I have an idea. You know, you go back to your old boss and you take her out for lunch and you beg her and you beg her and you beg her and she might be giving you your old job back. I was like, thanks, dad. This is really what I need right now. Thank you. But, you know, they came to a turning point. I was like, okay, I'm 30 grand in minus and I've got to give this like one last chance. I've got to give this one last shot. And so there was a night where like just I locked myself in our spare room and I, you know, did what I knew from corporate. You know, I took up the flip charts and post-it notes and I like put it all on the wall and and everything, everything from the beginning, like every single step, what I'd done, what I didn't do, what had a little bit of traction, what didn't have traction, you know, and mm-hmm. I just workshop and workshop and workshop, then, you know, drank coffee after coffee after coffee. And it was like, you know, around 4 a.m. in the morning, like, you know, I was totally buzzing from the coffee <laughs> and I just like looked at all of the flip charts and everything around me and like stepped back. And as I was like looking at it, I was like, that's when it hit me. I was like, oh my God, Sylvia, what have you been doing these last six months? Like there is no system to this madness. There is no system, right? Like, like, yes, I knew digital marketing, but it was not like a, you know, system where you've got like a specific recipe, like you need 30 grams of these and 20 grams of that and 30 grams of that. And then this is how you put it in the pots and you cook it at this type of temperature. And this is when you're going to get out of that. You know, it was all just like, like Facebook at psh and Google at psh and there is no money going and here and there and post and a landing page. And, you know, all of these kind of things that, that seemed like I was working, that seemed, they seemed really, really smart. But in reality, they were just really, really hard. And, you, you know, they they just didn't, they, there was no system to that. And so, you know, that took me kind of, that helped me to take a step back. And I slowly stepped back and started to create a system that eventually ended up working, which is fantastic. And, um, you know, and um, then finally, we started to see lots of great results with our students too, which which is the best part, really. Yeah. And I want to, because I know that the listeners are probably at this point, they're like, what is the system? Tell us the systems. I want to touch on that in a little bit, but I also want to um, take us back because, you know, those were hard times. And honestly, like you're probably not truly, is this the right thing to say? I don't know. It feels like you're probably not truly an entrepreneur unless and until you've actually hit rock bottom in that kind of way, some form, right? And that was that point for you. Now, in terms of at that time, was there anything specifically that um, maybe was, potentially subconsciously holding you back or that were stories that you were telling yourself that maybe weren't, wasn't actually helping you. Can you talk us through that? Were there any feeling at that time? I I guess my biggest insecurity has always been my accent. You know, it's always been the fact that I'm a lone migrant, you know, I left home. I'm originally, I was born in Slovakia, you know, and people always like keep asking you, so where are you from? And, you know, people are even like, not so like sensitive about it. You know, people ask like, because your accent is really strong. And I'm like, well, thank you. You know, I'm trying really hard. Um, And so that's always been like the big thing for me, you know, like that's always been like, even Kristen keeps telling me, which I don't remember this conversation, but he's like, remember 10 years ago when I first met you and on our first date, you were like joking that you could never have a YouTube channel because who would want to listen to your voice? Mm. and that was the thing that was stuck in my head I was like well people will just think I'm a fraud because I have this accent and people are not familiar with that 
Um, and everybody just wants to know like where I'm from originally, but you know, it's been 22 years since I left Slovakia. And whilst I lived in like so many different countries, like I'm not from there anymore. Like sure. Like my parents are there. My siblings are there, but I've been gone for 22 years. Like it's more than half of my life, you know? And then, you know, as much as I love, love, love Australia and, you know, Australia is definitely my home because it's not as multicultural yet as the United States or, you know, or France or some other countries, like you get that question every time, you know, like you go to a cafe and people just feel that they can just randomly ask you this question, where are you from originally? And I'm like, I'm not asking you about your underwear size either. Like, what do you mean where I'm from originally? Like you want the quick answer or you, we can sit here forever because, you know, like, Mm. And, and that kind of was always my insecurity, you know, because I was like, well, you know, eventually when the business started to work and, and we had students, funnily enough, it's we realized very quickly that it was much, much, much easier for us to actually start getting business from the US mm. because, you know, you, you know how how the coaching process works. You get on the phone with lots of people and essentially when we were getting on the phone with people from Australia, they just were really afraid of that accent. You know, it became a burden. It became kind of like a question of like, oh, this probably is not going to work for me because, because I don't know what time you're going to do the live call. And I'm like, but I'm two streets away from you. (laughs) You know, we had a, we had a customer eventually who became customer. She was on central coast, which is like an hour's drive from Sydney. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, Sydney, we can catch up for a coffee if you like. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. Because you don't like sound like you are from Sydney, you know? And and it's just when you get that, you know, over and over and over. And yeah. obviously I was getting this from the age of 18 because um, I've originally moved to moved to Austria, um, you know, and people speak German there. So, you know, first I had to learn German and all, all of those things. And And when you get this over and over, at some point, like it became a story for me as well. You know, it became like, I cannot do this. I cannot be the face. I cannot be the voice. Somebody else who is a native English speaker, please do this. You know, so I always presumed that it was going to be Kristen who was going to be the voice of the face and, and, you know, the copywriter. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that, you know, it's nothing to do with the accent. It's like your creative expression. It's the way you communicate. And, and eventually, you know, we realized that, you know, people who have a problem with that are not our ideal customers anyway. Like, you know, eventually what I realized is that it's not just a strength, but it's a power strength because nobody ever forgets me. Yes. Like people see me, people hear me and they're like, oh, the tall girl with the X and yeah, I remember her. <laughs> you know, they might not remember my full name that I'm Sylvia Myers, but like people remember me and I was like, okay, like this is a super far, superpower, you know, like Thanks. once you get over that insecurity that, you know, that people just don't know and, and, or that people presume that, or some people, right. Sometimes we like magnify that. Mm. Sometimes you like get that bad feedback where, you know, few people, like I got, I got asked questions. Like I got asked questions in the U S you know, if I am a dancer, and how, and, and, you know, I, somebody flashed a $5 notes in front of my face and they were like, how many dancers can I get for this in your country? And by dancer, they meant something else. Right. So, so those things are really, really insulting and go like deep, deep, deep down. Yeah. 
Mm. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, just like social media, like, you know, you have 20,000 fans and you get three detractors, but you somehow like magnify those detractors and you just focus on that and you make that, you know, you make that disable you. And so I quickly realized or some, maybe sometimes not so quickly, but I eventually realized I, I had to get over that, right? I had to focus on the strength and, you know, look back at the achievements and, and you know, look at all of the positive because, you know, those detractors going to find something anyway. Like yes. if it's not your accent, it's going to be your hair. It's going to be the way how you move your lips or the way you walk, whatever, yes. right? Yes. There's always going to be something. 100%. I love that. Wow. Okay. Well, power to you. And this is why I love talking about uh about people or have people tell, telling me their story because the stories I believe are people's superpowers. All of these negative things, neg- I put that in, you know, in negative things because they're actually not, right? Like if at the time they feel really heavy and really burdensome, but when we do eventually, to your point, make those realisations and we do eventually make breakthrough, like those are the things that make us so powerful, Right? Yeah. You can talk about these insecurities with so much passion so much that you can help other people with that too, which is amazing. Yeah. Okay, so I do want to, uh, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I do want to get into your other superpower, which is this system. Um, yes. So can you now talk us through, um, and first of all, do you, before we get into it specifically, like can you, do you remember a particular moment at that time um, when things suddenly felt like they were working like was there something that happened and it was just like oh omg Kristen, this is working what can you do you remember that moment and can you tell us about that first yeah it's it's interesting it's interesting you um uh, you're asking this question because as as with always in business it kind of becomes gradual right uh at some point but you know going back i was like I knew that there's got to be a better way and there's got to be something or somebody else who's done something where we can find the genius in there. Mm. And that's kind of what happened. You know, I was like, okay, Sylvia, what you've done here didn't work. So let's grab this, you know, clean slate Mm -hmm. and let's start looking at the really successful specifically small entrepreneurs, small online stores that have grown with their own money. Cause that was also important with their own money. Mm-hmm. Cause once you get into the e-commerce game, you quickly realize that there are companies that we think have done amazingly well and they have, Yeah. but if they are VC funded or if they are backed by some major banks from day one, it's going to be a completely different story, right? To somebody who has their own money, own life on the line mm-hmm. and is growing their store. And so I was like, okay, I need to find those guys. I need to find those ninja underground guys and those ones who've done well. And I and I started to research it. And you know what? It wasn't easy because there's not that many of them who made it so big, Right. But anyway, I was just dugging into it and dugging into that. And then I found, and I'm sure you know this example, I found, um, and that's still to this day, um, you know, one of my heroes, and I really one day want to be like her. I 
came across Kelly Paulin and her husband. Uh, and Kelly Paulin, for those of you guys who don't know, she started the brand Lady Boss. And essentially what she sells are kind of slimming health shakes, you know, specifically for moms who, uh, you know, are busy and they get those cravings, they love food, but they feel like they can't eat the food because, you know, they want to keep their figure slim and all of that stuff. And I started to, you know, watch her and what they've done with the brand. And I started to watch a few different e-commerce brands. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. There is a pattern here. I started to see a pattern. I still didn't know what the pattern was, but I started to see a pattern that was kind of like repeating itself. And at some point I started to like see the similarities that, you know, everybody else, the big corporate world was doing what we call e-commerce, right? And it's like in e-commerce, that's what small business owners try to replicate too. Everything was really hard, right? So it was like, you've got to do the Facebook and the Google and the email and the socials, and you've got to do this and this, and you go into that competitive market and everything is ridiculously expensive. And, you know, with inflation just keeps going up and up and up. And with the privacy changes got even worse mm-hmm. versus these guys they were doing something similar, but so different. And it was so much simpler and very intelligent, you know, like there were so many things where they just went for the one underground thing where they, where they just did something that wasn't so obvious and it wasn't necessarily everything. So you didn't need the list of the Google and the Facebook and the Instagram and all of that, but it was just few things that were getting traction and that helped them succeed. And so because it was so simple and intelligent, I was like, that's not e-commerce anymore. That's not e-commerce. It's intelligent commerce. And that's what we started to call e-commerce. And that that is something that eventually we developed into uh, our system uh, that we call the e-commerce ninja system because it's not about, you know, pushing so hard uphill and having that crazy large budget. But it's about, you know, going through underground against the crowd. and before you ask, I'm sure you're going to ask, but what is the basis of that underground? And essentially, you know, it all starts with how we drive traffic. And, you know, in e-commerce, we all believe we have to go after these big markets because in those big markets, there is, you know, there is money in there. But in e-commerce, we just niche down, so down that people are like, there is not going to be money in this, but we niche down so, so specific that we really get to know the customer so well that we just anticipate the needs. And it's so much easier, you know, obviously we've got tools and techniques inside the system. It's not just so much easier to get attention of that ideal customer, but it's so much easier to market to that customer because it's essentially audience that the big business doesn't go after. Mm-hmm. So we literally did so many tests um, in, in uh, running ads to different markets. And the cost of audience or CPM, for those of you guys who uh, are familiar with that, can be like up to 10 times lower if you, if you go after the e-commerce audience and you do it intelligently and you niche down in a way that you know who you're going to serve and you essentially are serving an underserved market. And as a result, 
it's just the, you know, the ability to market, it just goes like that. Mm. So what was that for you uh, when you first started? So, you know, you're six months in, you 30, 30, 30K in the drain, you did your, you know, overnight high on coffee, crazy mapping, and then you decided to actually make this change. So where did you start with your niche? Yeah, that's a very good idea. A very good, not idea, question, sorry. <laughs> so, you know, again, it wasn't, it wasn't like the system wasn't perfect overnight, mm-hmm. right? So to start with, it was a system and it was, um, you know, based very much on, on numbers and analytics and, and realizing what the feedback is from the analytics we're getting, right? So that was the first system that we developed. And and we it worked well, you know, like, don't get me wrong. We, we uh, you know, achieved our first seven figures with that. Our students have achieved beyond, a few of our students have achieved beyond uh, their first seven figures with that. So it was a system that helped us kind of look at feedback just through numbers. So essentially, essentially the, syst- the first system that we developed was reading the story behind the numbers. That's all what it was. Like, yeah. show us five numbers. And let's create a story out of that and tweak our marketing. Yeah. Um, and as I said, like it worked, it worked well to a certain point, but then the privacy changes <laughs> came around. Yeah. And you know, those of you guys who don't know, there obviously have been huge privacy changes all around the world. Uh, you know, in Europe, it's called GDPR. Um, in California, there were different privacy changes and uh, so on and so forth. Uh, and as a result, all of the social media platforms had to change the way they target and what information they store. Um, and, you know, for a consumer, I think this is fantastic because just a side note, they were, there were many, many large corporations who were misusing the data and who were using our personal data for political manipulation. So, you know, overall, the privacy changes were great. But as a small business owner, you know, that hit us really, really hard. Mm. Um, and specifically because we weren't able to be so precise with audiences as we used to be before. And so naturally, the cost of the advertisement went up um, and the precision of, of the targeting went down. And so the story behind the numbers wasn't as precise anymore. And it was getting to the point that even if you made those tweaks, it was way too expensive to essentially make a solid return at the end. Mm. Um, and that's when we started to tweak, tweak that system, right? So it wasn't necessarily, I guess, you know, if you're asking about a moment in time, you know, the moment in time is always a pain point. Um, so, you know, we had those first six months and, and at that time I was in the business still on my own, you know, it, it wasn't until about two and a half years in when my husband quit his job, um, and both of us, uh, you know, went, went into business together which is a whole another story of challenges, but anyway. Um, but yeah, so it wasn't a single moment in time. It was really the realization. And at this point, we were more experienced entrepreneurs. So at this point, we could see that, uh, okay, if it's not just us who is not getting the same consistent result, but when by that point, we had hundreds of customers. And when you have hundreds of customers, you've got hundreds, data po- hundreds of data points right? And with these hundreds of data points very quickly, we're like, okay, something needs to change here. Like there is a big change that happened in the world. Um, But we knew the change was coming, but we just didn't know how it was going to live on its own, right? And 
algorithm is kind of like its own living, breathing thing. That's why they call bugs, right? Because it is a bug. It just crawls wherever it wants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least that's why I think they call them bugs. And so, yeah. And so it wasn't a single, single point in time. It was a gradual realization that we just got to, we've got to make that change. Um, and that's when we started to simplify it and started to go a bit more underground. Love it. I love it. Okay. Um, I could talk to you about this seriously the whole day for the whole day. I mean, we could totally nerd out about this, but I am very, very mindful of your time. And this has been just incredibly, incredibly helpful already for everyone listening to this. So if I know you have a gift for people, uh, can you explain to us this gift and where they can get that, get it? Yes, I will. And I'm so excited about this gift. And by the way, just saying guys, We've never given this gift for free. This is the very, very, very first time. So yes. please do grab it while you while you can be, because literally there is a campaign out there right now um, that's uh, that's selling this gift quite fast. So yeah, so we're so excited. So what is this gift? So essentially, for those of you guys who are advertising your products, your brands on social media. Uh, I can imagine by now, you know, we've worked with thousands of entrepreneurs just like you guys. By now, you know, I can imagine that some of you are really struggling. Some of you are really struggling to get a good return on ad spend or good return on advertisement. Um, And essentially, sometimes it might feel like gambling, right? Because you are like putting this money into this slot machine and nothing is coming back. You make a post, nothing happens, or you boost a post and then there is nothing out of that. You make a campaign and spend so much time and money. Some of you guys even I know have agencies, right? And you pay them two, three, four thousand dollars a month, um, and not always it, it works out. And so, uh, with with essentially our e-commerce system and particularly the the recent privacy changes, what we discovered uh, with all of our research and and students and with all of our experience is that majority of e-commerce store owners think that the magic of getting your ads work is essentially in the left left brain side. They think it's, you know, it's where I click. It's um, what budget I put on. It's like what audience I do, how I'm going to set it up. But because that part is not as precise anymore as it used to, it also doesn't matter as much as it used to. Mm. So. What's really, really, really important, really important is the essentially how your right brain side of the marketing mix works. And that's the creative, you know, what is your hook? Mm. What is your, what is it that you're going to put in your advertisement? You know, vast majority of e-commerce entrepreneurs, they just put like, oh, a new product, hello, or a new collection, you know, or those dynamic ads where, oh, Facebook is going to choose for me what yeah. product is most most um, popular. But guys, like just one side note back to the back to the system, like that's selling a product. You know, no longer we can afford to sell a product. Big companies sell product, but that's going to cost you a lot, a lot of money if you want to sell product. What we need to sell as small business owners is the emotion. We need to really tap into that emotion and connect to the customer. And that's, that really is not just the only way to get uh, a healthy return on investment, but it really is the most fastest, easiest, profitable way out there. 
And so what we've got for you guys is essentially what we call a Shopify Ads Ninja Kit. Uh, and in this kit, it really helps, helps you create a killer creative. So um, it gives you ideas of how do you generate the right hook uh, for, your, for your Facebook or Instagram ad. You know, what do you put in the text? How do you generate the hook? How do you generate what we call the story? And how you, do you put together an offer? And by the way, just saying an offer is not like, oh, buy my product, get free shipping. <laughs> or like buy my product, get the next one 20% off. Guys, or or 50% discount while stock lasts. Guys, that's not an irresistible offer. Just saying. You're going to find out more in the Shopify Ads Ninja kit, but that is not an irresistible offer. So if you really want that underground traffic that's costing you hardly anything and convert that to sell, um, do get this gift, guys. Do do go and download it. You can find it at thetrafficninjas.com forward slash claim ninja kit. So thetrafficninjas.com forward slash claim ninja kit. And I'm sure they do that it's going to be somewhere. Yes, we'll definitely be putting those in the show notes. Wow. Thank you so much, Sylvia. This has been amazing. I've loved chatting with you as always. Uh, and for everyone else listening, definitely go grab You have to. I mean, that if that was not an irresistible offer right there that I just heard, then I don't know what is. So go and get that irresistible offer and uh, you know, leave us a rating, please. It would really help us out. Uh, if you love this episode, which I know that you did, leave us a review, leave us a rating, uh, share it with all of your other, you know, I want to say people who think that they're doing e-commerce and who should not be doing e-commerce any longer, they should be doing e-commerce. Go share it with all of them, all of your friends, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Shen here. Thank you so much for listening to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, if you are a successful online entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, then please visit go.theremarkableentrepreneurpodcast.com slash podcast dash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials and tag me. I'm at Deidre Shen. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media as well and let them know about the show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. Now, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, reviews go a long, long way to help promote the show. And it means a lot to me and my team. And if you want to know more, go to our website, djshen.com. Follow me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. My Facebook group is actually called The Remarkable Entrepreneur. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Deidre Shen. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next time.